shot the whole time. <laughs> you know, that probably took the episode in a very interesting direction. <laughs> I. <laughs> That's most of our episodes go in a very interesting direction. <laughs> Usually me saying wild and crazy shit and Jeff and Phil groaning at me. Usually. <laughs> oh. That sounds are you, right. are you wearing your Rito shirt? I am wearing my Rito uh, shirt. I love this shirt. I'm jealous. Can't see it over the towel. <laughs> <laughs> it's cold in LA, so it's like it's like 80 and I'm freezing. <laughs> it's it's yeah. It, it hit the 70s. We are freezing in California. It's so cold. <laughs> it's so cold. I am a delicate flower. Don't judge me. <laughs> That's what years in California will do to me. It's what so cold. All right, let's dive into this one because I know we're going to get off topic or onto some good topics. I, I should say. Um, what about so, what? Sorry. What what'd you what'd you say? A bit of water. <laughs> mud bath. What? Mud. Oh, oh yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> that, that took me sick. Um, these these are some sexy episodes. I I have to say. Um, all we do is one. sit here. That's one <laughs> word for them. That it is. Um, welcome to the Nerd Trick Podcast, everybody. Thank you for joining us. I am Jeff, and I'm here with Phil. Hey, everybody. And David. Hey, guys. Uh, and we have a guest with us today. Welcome, Anna. Yay! Thanks for joining hey, us. Roped in another one. Yeah, I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about one of my favorite topics, Star Trek. It's like the best topic yeah. ever. Yeah. Right? It's pretty good. That's why we do this. Um, I I have to nerd out a little bit because I you make some fantastic cosplays. Yeah. Um, you have a lot of Star Trek ones, but you have a lot of other stuff too. But you're you just they're they're awesome. Oh, thank you. That's really sweet. I I absolutely am obsessed with cosplay, and it really did stem from my love of Star Trek. I have a picture of me as like an infant. I'm probably like eight months old, being held by somebody in full Klingon cosplay. And so then <laughs> later, like decades later, I took a picture of me in full Klingon cosplay holding my daughter, and I'm like, look, oh, continuing. Oh, that's awesome. So, so is this like a generational thing? Then your parents were 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 into Star Trek. Yeah. So both my parents were into Star Trek, although I think my dad's more into Star Trek than my mom. And so growing up, I watched a lot of Star Trek with my dad and sister. It'd be like a, hey, do you want to watch Star Trek? And it'd be an excuse to stay up late, like <laughs> make a bunch of junk food. And we'd all watch Star Trek together. Nice. That's the best way to do it. Where it's like, it feels like it's wrong because you get to stay up late. But you're like, no, no, it's good bonding time. You're watching a great show. It's perfect. Which yeah, Which Star great. Trek was it? Oh, I couldn't quite hear you. Which, what Star Trek did, did you grow up watching? You know, I think my, my dad's favorite was Voyager. So I think I watched mm. the most Voyager growing up. Now my dad and I were actually both physicists. And so we like numbers and we like rankings. So my dad had every episode of Star Trek ranked on a scale from zero to nine. So naturally I mm. also had to do that. And, but it was funny <laughs> because like when watching Star Trek with my dad, he would only want to show us episodes that he thought we'd like or that he enjoyed. So we really only watched the sixes and up. And so it wasn't. <laughs> until oh. later when I went to college <laughs> surprise it was I was shocked I had never even known that like the whole like Tuvix thing like never <laughs> I, I thought I had seen all of Voyager I, and then like I heard people debating about this and I'm like 
what are they talking about? So it really wasn't until college when I then used it as like my grading show. So whenever I was a TA and I was like grading a bunch of homeworks, I would put on Star Trek in the background. And then I wa- I got to a few episodes and I was like, what? Like, what is, what this? is this next gen episode? What is this Voyager? So it was like, always like, what? It's like bonus Trek. That's okay. Honestly, it kind of felt like, I felt like there were all these episodes I'd never heard of. And I would always be texting my dad. I'm like, what is this? And he's like, oh, I didn't like that one. So. I do think even though I watched a lot of like a lot of next generation enterprise Voyager growing up, there were huge holes and there probably still are a few that there's just like episodes I've never seen because they were ones, you know, my dad wasn't into. So we never watched. So I've seen most of every (laughs) everything, but there's still probably a few deep space nine and enterprise and a scattering that I've missed just because those ones you have to like filter down and be like, okay, I've watched everything else. Now I got to watch kind of like those. Like but bottom then if, layer but stuff. Then if it happens, yeah, but then if it happens, then you got to be like, oh, this episode's got to be like a three or a four or a five. So <laughs> it's like, I know. Uh, if I get to one that I haven't seen, I'm like, I probably won't like this one. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be crap. <laughs> that that secret surprise, though, is that you're going to find some like trash episode and you're going to go, I love this one. This is my favorite trashy episode. Uh, right? Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> it has <laughs> happened a few times. We, um, yeah. As I was That's making so my way through, there were a few. I was like, oh, this is a good one. And I disagreed with him. So, so what, was, what, what was your judgment on Tuvix then? Do you know, I, I think I, so Janeway is one of my favorite captains. I used to yeah. say she was my favorite captain until I like fell in love with Pike in Star Trek Discovery. Mm. And I, I was like, never mind. That's that's fair. <laughs> back from yeah. the cage. I was like, because I loved the cage. So I was like, oh, I do. I'm back to Pike. But Janeway <laughs> used to be my favorite. And so I really do think that that one's tricky. And I know rationally it doesn't make sense to try to have like both Tuvix stay alive and bring Neelix and Tuvok back. But like I, there's yeah. so many episodes with transporters where you have people mm. like get duplicated or in stasis or like they do so much with it. I yeah, guess we, got two, side, we have two Will Rikers walking around. Like, so. thank you. I just, yeah. I can't, I, I was watching it and I was like, um, the obvious solution is like put them back in the tricorder and try to keep Tuvix and get the other two. And like, it doesn't make sense necessarily in the story. They're stuck in the Delta Quadrant. Like, how are you then going to have, like, this new character? But, like, I still feel yeah. like that's what they should have done. And so, I don't know. Yeah. I actually liked it. It got me thinking a lot. And I think that a good episode really is one, in my opinion, that makes me think. Mm. Or that yeah. I really, I, like, want to engage with more. And that episode gets everybody engaged. Like, you mentioned it. Oh. Everyone's like, oh, yeah. There's an opinion. Everybody becomes so opinionated whenever you bring uh-huh. it up. <laughs> and so obviously I, I liked it. I think a lot more than my dad did. Cause I was like, Oh yeah. Yeah. That's so a really funny. good moment. Have an yeah. opinion. It is absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No. And, and you're right. They could have found some transporter thing like where you duplicate him and then split the duplicate or, or they could that's have done something. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like there were lots of options that weren't explored there, but. Yeah, it's it's definitely like a gray area. There's a lot of other things you can do. That's funny. Right on. Yeah, that's um, one I didn't see till recently. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so you like Voyager. Um, any other favorite series or or captains? Um, so I mentioned I absolutely love Captain Pike. I think um, so. I I didn't want to be one of those Trek fans. It was like, oh, I don't like Discovery. But when it first cared, it first came out, my husband had never watched Star Trek before dating me. And I was aghast and promptly was (laughs) like, you have to watch Star Trek with me. Like, 
before I would let him watch Into Darkness in theaters. I was like, um, Ooh. we have to watch Space Seed. We have to watch Wrath of Khan. Like, I have to talk to you about all of these connections. And you are not allowed to go to the theater with me until you've seen these episodes. Because we have to be on the same page. And so nice. uh, I, I have, like, a lot of opinions. And so going into Discovery, the first three episodes, I was like, what is this? And initially, like, mm -hmm. it didn't resonate with me. And I was like, I need to take a step back. I waited a little while and the more of the season was out. And I was like, okay, let's try this again. And then I was just, like, obsessed with it. I loved the callbacks. I loved the different references. The yeah. mirror universe is something I found really fun, both in, like, Deep Space Nine mm -hmm. and in the original series. And so as a result, I was that whole thing, I was like, ah, this great I'm here for it and so then <laughs> since then I've loved Discovery so I've liked it a lot more than I thought I also really have liked Lower Decks that was another yeah. one that surprised mm -hmm. me yeah I was really. late to the party on Lower Decks like I hadn't seen it <laughs> it's so Just, good it was so good. so good I was like this is my favorite so I don't know I think maybe just because I was binging it because I was late to the party I started watching <laughs> Lower Decks like after the but I, I love that one um, Next Gen is another one. They did that thing where they re-released two episodes of a season in theaters. That was like what around 2013, or oh, like okay. yeah, like 2013. Um, at least where I lived in Portland, they did this. Like they would re-release like two episodes from oh, each yeah. season in theaters, and a friend and I would go, and it kind of like re I was like. I was in love with Riker again. I was like, oh, the card's great. <laughs> like, just totally re revived my love of Next Gen. Honestly, I'm not a huge fan of the original series. I do okay, like it. I fair. like it. Yay. It's okay. Yay. But I have to say, like, I'm not, like, a huge fan. But what, what hill I'll die on, which is silly, because I know most people disagree with me, but the animated Star Trek series holds, like, a special place in my heart because <laughs> I had reconstructive jaw surgery. And then wow. after my reconstructive jaw surgery, my dad and I watched it together for the first time, and neither of us had seen it. And so it was just kind of like a fun recovery bonding moment. It was the first time Ahura took control of a starship. So I'm like, yeah, women power. Yeah. Some of the episodes were okay. Most were bad, but it holds like a special place <laughs> in my heart. <laughs> and so that I will say, I do like that, I guess a little bit more. Yeah, no, it's it, dude. The animated series is such a trippy thing. Like I get what they're going for, but it's like, you watch it now and you're like, what are they doing? Yeah. It's, but it's weird, <laughs> but like in a weird, good way, kind of. It's weird. But I mean, without that, I don't think lower decks would be necessarily as good as it is. Because okay. they they yeah. take so much from the animated series for Lower Decks. I think they do in a good way. Like, yeah. I think they, no, yeah. they pull, like, I don't know. I feel like Lower Decks pulls from, honestly, a lot of Trek that came before it in mm -hmm. some of the best ways. Like, I've loved the references and, like, the yeah, nods. The, the writing for it, I think, is what is just, like, mm, so yeah. good. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a love letter to Star Trek, and I'm, yeah. like, cheer yeah, for from it. Yeah, that, from that <laughs> TOS slash TNG era, they just pull everything. It's so good. Yeah. It's good. Um, but you do a lot of cosplays as well. I think from at least from the ones I've seen, you do a lot of kind of original series cosplays too. And you do, do. like the full makeup, Orion, and I do. Like everything. And Dorian, and those are great. Yeah, so many good ones. Do I, do you make all those yourself? I make most of them, yes. Damn. And so there's um there's a handful that I purchased and then altered. So like mm -hmm. one of my favorites is like, I, I have a pattern for next generation, like the next generation uniforms. And so like, I've started making one myself, I'm doing a Beverly Crusher cosplay. So that's, nice. I guess, new information. <laughs> I haven't told people yet. Cause I usually uh, wait till I'm mostly done because I don't want to like say I'm doing something and then like 
back out. But um, <laughs> that one I purchased and then I altered. So I like tailored it. But lots of the time I make it all myself. Like my uh, seven of nine cosplay, I had a lot of fun like making all the cybernetic implants. Um, my Endorian cool. cosplay, I make the antenna. I do all the body paint myself. So I have a lot of fun. Right. No, absolutely. And hey, there is no shame in in, in buying something because stuff, it's either costs way too much or the time to do it or just if you don't know how to do something yeah buy something and alter it oh I by totally, all means do it yeah i think it's a honestly i, I joke that making it myself always costs more and it mm. <laughs> and it always <laughs> it takes can. more time but it generally fits me a little bit better and so you have that trade-off <laughs> you're like hmm do i want right. it to fit super well or am i gonna so go are you yeah. are you gonna go to wizard world comic con then next month in Portland? You know, I, I'm living in Colorado now, but um, oh, okay. I, I've i been, I think, I'm probably not going to go to mini convention. Well, I I've, I was waiting just with the virus and stuff for 2021. Yeah, although that's why I was I've asking. been so it, jealous it, of yeah, like be, everyone going. I've been like, ah, I've made that's a kind mistake. Of been, <laughs> that's kind of been the general consensus, though. Everybody <laughs> seems to be kind of laying low a little bit and kind of seeing how things pan out, it seems yeah. like. Yeah. I am so, hoping to go to more next year because I do think that like conventions are like my favorite thing and I love. Oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. That's I mean, that's where you get to meet all all the cool nerds and just completely nerd out with all the things that, yeah. that you love. Yeah, so absolutely. it's really fun. Oh, I think on. like, yeah, I think it's been really good. I think um, I also I do a lot of cosplay that are either like original characters, Star Trek characters, general sci-fi. I've even mm. cosplayed from like. Um, it was John Carter or the princess of Mars, which is like a niche sci-fi movie that I'm like, no one will recognize this, but I spent <laughs> hours beating hand beating every piece of jewelry and making this costume from scratch. So people will appreciate it. So it's fun. Yeah. No. And you know, if, if you do those kind of more niche characters, like you will find those hardcore fans, like you're just like, you'll be walking in a group of like a hundred people and there's that one person who goes, I know what that is. And I love it. And yeah, that's I, like the best. And then they freak out because they never expected to see it. Yeah, yeah. like the one person. Well, I like put out a bunch of I like did a Tron cosplay and I just kind of like Ooh. put it into the universe. And then I had like two people comment, like, wait a minute, is this from Tron? <laughs> Everybody else was like, Oh, nice makeup, like cool photo. And like the two people that knew. I was like, Yeah. Was it like that's, Cora that's from the neutron or like old school Tron? Um, I did gem from the neutron. So like, you know, the, Ooh, it, this is a little niche. So, okay. you know, like when he first gets there, the programs that like help him. And then one of them says, Oh yeah. This one's yeah, different. The four of them. And then she comes later. Yeah. I made that cosplay. <laughs> I have to go look that up now. That's so awesome. Even I love less <laughs> recognizable. It's like Not only do I recognize that one, but Sorinda Swan was the character person who played that character in that movie. Yeah. So. <laughs> okay. So this is my, <laughs> third person who got it so like <laughs> clearly we're vibing there we go <laughs> nice um but the original so, tron's great too oh, oh. absolutely <laughs> um well then this will be good too because oftentimes so david is kind of our he's our big star wars fan who has not lo watched a lot of star trek and we we're just making him do this um so I know, but I know that you, you play a lot of D and D as, as well, right? I do, yes. So does David. Oh, that's oh, another thing I right. knew. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Just finished uh, DMing a five and a half year campaign. Oh, congratulations. Oh, oh, oh. You Thank must you. feel emotional about that ending or. 
mostly relieved. It was a lot of work, but <laughs> it, I, I definitely look forward to the next one sometime down the road. Yeah. <laughs> Are you a forever DM or do you play too? Or I, I have played, but I really do like being the DM over being the, the player. Otherwise I'm sitting there and every time they do something, I'm like, I would have done it this way in my brain. I'm like, I would have done that. This would have been better. <laughs> <laughs> I can't help but judge. So I need to be the one being judged. Oh, that's interesting. I'm often more the forever player just because I have an actri- uh, background as being a character actress and I like princess a lot. So I end up mm. playing, but I am DMing a campaign right now. So it's been kind of a oh. fun adventure. I was I, say, doing the acting, you want to DM because then you get to act everything. It has been fun. <laughs> I have to say, I've been enjoying <laughs> being all, all the, the characters. Yeah. <laughs> do it all. Yeah, it's been good. I've enjoyed it. So. Right on. See, there's a... a, a plethora of nerdums that we can talk about absolutely yeah. there's a great star trek role-playing game so if you haven't played i have tried to star trek these two to do yes, it guys what are you doing this. what are you doing you I need to it. jeff bought it he's like we're never gonna open this i'm like yes we should we should i don't have anyone should. to play with uh, we'll online exists. over skype yeah <laughs> right online roll 20 yeah <laughs> Fine. I'll hop in. We'll play. <laughs> okay, sold. There we go. I'm sold now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's all it took. I see how it is, Jeff. That's what it took. <laughs> <laughs> I was yeah. convinced. Right on. Um, so yeah, these episodes, the the two that we watched for t- this time, interestingly, I don't know. I think there's some really good things and some like oh cringy moments in both of them. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, well, let's dive into this one. Um, to, for, so for, for this one, we're going to talk about cost of living. Uh, TNG season five, episode 20, original air date, April 18th, 1992. Um, yeah, you get a lot of random stuff in this. So it's a Lawaxana uh, episode. So we get her and then you've got some weird alien that's like shitting all over the enterprise, um, <laughs> destroying it kind of. And then, yeah, there's some weird stuff to talk about too. Um, I think the thing too is that this was only, I think this was filmed a couple months after Gina died. So a lot of her talking about being older, being lonely, trying to get remarried again, people kind of attributed to her losing him and kind of going through that a little bit as well, which has got to be really hard. I don't, it's like you can feel it, especially when she's talking to Alexander and she does that whole like little mini monologue about, oh, I just, I'm so alone and you just don't understand right now. It's yeah, like you can feel her just picky. like, yeah. No, no, absolutely. I'll feel your pain. <laughs> that was a throwback. You're welcome. Um, I've definitely grown to appreciate her a lot. I, I never liked uh, her as a character as like when I watched this as a kid, as a teenager, because I thought she was annoying. I love her now. She's <laughs> I actually great. really like her. I think she's great. Yeah, she's got a whole vibe about her. And, and, and I'm kind of like on her side for most of this. And fucking Worf is just a hard ass. I'm like, no, we need more, more Aloxana in this. She's way better. Um, uh, so she's getting married. It is kind of this uh, arranged marriage. Um, I which is felt some... like more than an arranged marriage. It kind of felt like an early, it's before Tinder. This was obviously filmed <laughs> yeah, pre-Tinder, yeah. but I got like the strong vibes of like my friends who were doing, um, they did a like friends that do online dating and they're like, oh, he's great. Like this is the one. And then they do like one date and they're like, actually, no, this is like 
like zero out of 10. So I don't know. I, I watching it. I don't, I don't think I thought this like when I saw it when I was younger, but watching it, like when I watched it for this, I was like, Oh yeah. Online dating. She was totally catfished. Like he was like, <laughs> not the one. Well, she, and they kept saying like they, they were sharing profiles or like, there was a word that they use. I, I think yeah, the, match profiles, profiles or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, Oh, we just kept saying profiles back to each other. And you're like, that's <laughs> oddly foreshadowing. That's yeah, weird. Well, Trek did that all the time. And I just, I guess I didn't realize it was also into the wave of online dating. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it well, seems that, like just that whole final scene. It's it's she walks in naked. Yep. <laughs> Good, the, she embraced aid, her customs. She yeah, did. hell the yeah. Aid, the aid covers the guy's eyes. The guy passes out, <laughs> and like, like, they just like scoot him out. Like really, I was half expecting that when they showed Alexander for Worf to just kind of put a hand up, be like, hmm. <laughs> but they just let that fly. I was like, all right, cool, because it is for Klingons. That's probably that's probably low key. I'm sure that's acceptable. Probably. I would think. Maybe. Did anyone recognize the voice of the groom or who, or uh, the actor, I should say, of the guy that she was going to marry? No Googling. I was going to say, why do you ask me these questions, Jeff? You know I don't. So (laughs) um, he's the voice of Frollo from The Hunchback. Oh. uh, Yeah. Wow. So if you kind of go back and listen to his voice, that's totally him. I love the music of The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Uh Yeah. Yeah, it's a great one. He's he's not as scary in this, but it's that same voice. Wow, I'll check it out. Yeah, Uh, yeah, I definitely, especially watching this as a parent now with the whole Worf Alexander dynamic, I'm like, God, that's parenting. That's and but then you're kind of like, yeah, maybe we are too strict. Maybe we do need to go have a mud bath every now and then. Yeah, I don't know. I've got a my my kids are two and ten months, and so the whole obstinance, like saying no back to his dad, I was like, yep. oh, I feel you, Worf. Like oh, you are <laughs> deep been told into that. No, twenty times today. You could see the hand twitching, like just ah! <laughs> like it's dinner. Hold it back. Hold it back. <laughs> Eat. Just want to smack the shit out of. <laughs> I can't know. Which we actually don't. We don't condone Which that. We don't, we don't condone <laughs> violence against children. Oh no, definitely not. We don't. I think. I do I do think something though that I I do feel like they made Worf like they they tried to make him almost comically bad at connecting with his son and there mm-hmm. was like the moment where Alexander said that he hated his dad and that was like oh that's yeah. that's a lot and I didn't really feel like we got resolution at least here and so I it did like push maybe yeah maybe no, I more can see that. yeah he did seem I mean he seemed see a bit more. Alec, you see it in stubborn. Alexander's eyes when he's seeing a naked woman. It's just now he's <laughs> getting along with his dad. No, <laughs> like this is great now. Yeah, like, and we're good. It's good. Um, well, no, especially because my my oldest is a twelve, and now when she tells me that that she hates me, it's like on a deeper level. Like I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. you probably do a little bit. That's sad. I try not to say the word hate because my toddler will repeat everything I say. So if I'm like, I never say hate, she'll never say it. So, so far we're doing okay. (laughs) Stay (laughs) strong. Just like like a little parrot. (laughs) There'll be a moment, I'm sure. It's interesting because I actually, when I was younger and I watched Star Trek, I... I thought Alexander was fine. I really liked seeing more kids and episodes and it like Mm -hmm. never really bothered me. Now, like looking as an adult, I sometimes struggle to get past that. Like 
the kind of like blackface makeup they did when they pick chose an yeah. actor who was white. And so sometimes it's hard for me to really enjoy these episodes with Alexander because I just I get kind of caught on like that social issue where I'm like, no, this yeah. was wrong. Like, and so I don't know. It's interesting because I mean, obviously when TOS did it, it was like so, like solid blackface, like it was like really bad. And then you get into into TNG and you've got black actors and white actors doing it, and you're like, no one ever really says anything, and you're kind of like, shit, like what's like where should we be on this? Because obviously yeah. the kids that you, uh, the the child actor is is a white actor, Michael Jordan's black, and a lot. I think most of the other Klingons. I'm trying to think because you know, t- Tony Todd is, but like Gowron is is a white guy. There's a lot of other white actors, so it's like it's it falls in this weird. I feel like they yeah. do a little better with other characters. I almost feel like with Alexander, especially like I feel like it's it crosses the line because they try to make him look like Worf to the mm. extent where like I I, I don't know. And especially now, like recently with like the emergence of like the Black Lives Matter movement, like especially within the cosplay community, there's been a lot of conversations about like race face and how it's it's offensive. And and so I think it's kind of hard, especially for people viewing Star Trek, which really does stand for being inclusive and showing like a beautiful vision of the future. It can be hard and kind of pull you from that beautiful future when you have moments that you're like, oh, no, like we didn't we we messed up here. Well, and there's still, I think all the shows are still very much products of the time that they were made. Yeah. So this is still a very 80s, 90s show. And that was radically different. I mean, it was not completely appropriate, but it was like a lot of stuff just kind of slid. Yeah, I think it was like 1991. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. This episode and, was filmed. And Brian Bonzel, who plays Alexander... He is painfully white. I mean, he just came <laughs> after before filming this. He was on Family Ties. He was one of the kids mm. on Family Ties, and with those little bowl cut and everything. So painfully white. He was he was luminescent. I mean, I fall in that category. I can get burnt by moonlight. Like my more than half <laughs> Irish. <laughs> You're scorched. Uh, yeah, it's, but like when, when you cosplay a Klingon though, do you, I would never darken my skin. So you just do, do like the, I'm a blonde Klingon. You're blonde. So <laughs> Albino Klingons. I, I, thing. what I, I feel like that's true. I, I, I think that they did a better job in discovery of showcasing that, that they had Klingons of like all different colors. Although initially yeah. I was like, ah, I hate the Klingons. I just don't like change. But then eventually, like as I watched <laughs> it, I was like, okay, okay. They shaved their heads in wartime. I'll let that slide. Now they have hair. But I do think mm-hmm. that um, they've done like a better job with acknowledging that. But no, when I would cosplay a Klingon, I would never dark. I, I will never darken my skin when cosplaying. Because I think that the thing for me, at least, is race isn't something that you can put on and take off. Like I will yeah. paint my skin green, but green aliens don't exist. Like I'm not becoming a caricature or I'm not pretending to be like a real thing at that point. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that makes sense. So that, I think that kind of pulled me a little bit, but I do think that Alexander, especially with his relationship, his relationships with different people, like showing how he was genuinely scared, like going to Gianna's office ahead of time, like, Oh, I don't want to be there when my dad was home. I think he did do a good job. Yeah. 
But. Well, and if you want a personalized message from him, he's available on Cameo for $65. Oh, my word. <laughs> <laughs> Only if he does the makeup and gets that. in like full yeah, Alexander uh, makeup. Wait, that so might be like, hard. He's like he's like fully tatted up now up his neck and everything. It might take a little extra work for him to oh, maybe throw those out. Become yeah. a Klingon. <laughs> well, I mean, I can help him. I've got to make a tutorial on how to, you know, put me <laughs> Do ridges. ridges with like makeup. Con- contour and process. <laughs> Here, I got you. <laughs> We're good. He doesn't sound the same anymore either, so I don't know. <laughs> Damn puberty. That'll do it. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, his relationship, I think, with Worf is um, eh, complicated at best. At best. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's a polite diplomatic that's way. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, especially with this episode and then the next one, you start to see like, hey, having kids on the ship is maybe not a good idea. Like there's a lot of danger and weird aliens can just show up and do shit to kids. And you're like, it's weird. Plus the but lack of security is always a problem. Security like especially terrible. with kids running around. Yeah. It's terrible. <laughs> they just get into places. Wherever you want to go. Yeah. Um, this is totally not about the episode, but I, that's one that's thing fine. I really liked that's about okay. deep space nine is I really liked Cisco's relationship with his son. And I really liked yeah. how it like talked more about what are the kids doing when they're there? Like, that was one of the problems I had with DS nine when it first came out, it was like, Oh look, it's another dad and son. The mom has been killed and in, in the line of duty, basically. And it's about their relationship. So I'm like, why, why? I mean, I love DS9 now, but at the time seeing this for the first time, I'm like, why are we recycling Worf and Alexander onto a brand new show? I, I yeah. didn't get that for a while. And I think that was one of the reasons I didn't like DS9 for a long time. I mean, it makes sense. I feel yeah. like DS9 pulled from a lot of things like Babylon 5. And <laughs> no. I mean, <clears throat> we're like, what are we going to do? We're stuck are on we a space station. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That makes sense. Um, is this her last appearance in TNG? For, uh, no, no, she has the one, one about no, the. No, 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 she comes. Yeah, she has the one about the sister. I think that's season six yeah, or with, seven with Kestra. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Um, what else? Oh, yeah. The, so the whole other weird alien thing. So like, because the episode opens with them destroying this uh, asteroid, and then this alien gets on board. It, I mean, it's a weird B plot. I guess they had to have something for everyone else to go do. Yeah, it's thin. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> didn't the the falling apart. Yeah, yeah, I would have been just fine of just a forty-minute episode of just dealing with Alawaxana and like the interpersonal character stuff. I don't yeah. care about the the weird alien. You already had kind of an A and B plot already with Alexander and his dad, and then Loxana and Deanna and her wedding. Mm-hmm. And how yeah. happy Picard is to get rid of her. Yeah. I don't know. If <laughs> yeah, like, I would enjoy nothing more than to give her away. It's like, <laughs> it's like, okay, we have all of these people who have to have their, their screen time or whatever. So we have to have something happen with the enterprise. True. Well, I mean, even Dr. Crusher doesn't show up until the very end at the wedding and she doesn't even say anything. She's just yeah. there. She's just present. Yeah. Like, collect my paycheck. Thank you. Yeah, pretty much. But I like that, though, that especially these these later seasons, they do a bit more character development. I mean, I like that they're exploring these relationships more than what they did the first couple, you know, like four yeah. seasons. Yeah. I like it. I actually didn't mind the side plot. I thought that it kind of, 
I I felt like lots of this episode was trying to lean into the there's so much happening at once, especially mm. when like um, Alexander leaves dinner to go try to grab Lakthana and then like Worf and Deanna try to find her like future husbands trying to talk to her. It's like all of yeah. these ha things happening at once. And then it's like, oh, yeah, and we're still on a starship and there's still a big problem. And so I don't know. <laughs> I thought it kind of added to like the oh, man. Like, yeah, no, I can see that. It's like just because there's not enough crap going on around here, we also have the the ship falling apart. Oh yeah, and by the, the way, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, no, I mean that's probably a fair point because it's like in the episode uh, Data's Day, where right. you learn like you know there's there's a <laughs> wedding and then there's all this other stuff going on. And it's like yeah, there's a lot of stuff that's happening on the ship like this. It's a big ass just, Yeah, there's tons of stuff going on. So no, I know I get that. I guess basically a space cruise liner. It is basically, basically with, yeah. with even fewer yeah. people, funny enough than, <laughs> yeah. Um, I always like it when she's playing Luoxana and then she talks to the computer. Cause I'm like, huh, you're talking to yourself. <laughs> talking to herself. I know. I love it too. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. I always makes me happy. Love that. It still trips to... me out. That... Oh, go, go ahead. ahead. No, what, what oh, no I, I was, I was just going to say about the computer. It still trips me out that they changed the voice of the computer. So anytime now, it's like, wait, what? Because it's not Major Barrett's voice. It's like, ah. Oh. And like newer episodes of Disco, they changed it? or It's a different voice. It's a different voice, yeah. Even in, um, no, let's see. Voyager's computer oh. is her. DS9's computer is her. Oh, no, DS9's what, computer is. is. Was it a hybrid? Because I know there's some there's some times when the voice is weird. Like on, the DS9, on the DS9 computer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Disco, it's different. I don't know what it was on, on Enterprise or if it had a voice on Enterprise. Um, Prodigy, it's different. That's that's Bonnie yeah. Gordon. That I know. Um, I don't. Well, and they've because they because they've said several well, times Dex. that they have enough voice sample of Major Barrett as the computer to be able to do whatever they wanted. I mean, what? they could they could fake her her yeah, voice decades. Yeah. 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 Well, what is it on? I actually on didn't even Lower realize Decks? it switched because I know, like, I know that in Discovery, it was like season three, there was that episode where, like, Saru is surprised when the computer voice changes, but I, I guess I didn't even realize. Yeah. And then in season oh. four, it's not even the computer. Yeah. Anymore. The computer has it, a name. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's something that different. Zora, Zora or something. Yeah. It's yeah. A, yeah. I mean, yeah that, so that I know that was in system. Discovery, but um, it's yeah. creepy. Yeah. I guess I didn't realize there was a switch before then. There's so many. Mm -hmm. Um, I kind of want to go to the planet that they go on for the holodeck where it's just like, oh. let's just have fun, which is, but like, it's, it's a little creepy with, it's but like, like more creepy than fun. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. It's very Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, yeah. Alice in Wonderland. I feel like that's a great description. I like, I don't know. I did. I would, I would not take a child there. Like <laughs> yeah. the, there's like arguing a creepy clown head. Like, I don't know. It's. Yeah, and it's uh, yeah, and then everyone gets in the bath, and you're like, hmm, it is kind of weird, I guess. But it's got a mud bath. I don't know. I was sold on that. Everybody in the bath is the least of my worries. <laughs> yeah, no, that's not the part. I, I think you're fixating on a part that was probably good. I'm just yeah. talking about <laughs> the rest of the other stuff. That's funny. Everything else. Did, since you make a lot of your own costumes, do you watch the, these episodes and you're like? I want to make that or I'm or like, do you think about how it was made? 
Uh, yeah. So it depends. Like there's certain times where like I'll see outfits and I'll be like, oh, I'm going to make that. Like, yeah. you know, you watch Frozen 2 and you're like, um, <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'm going to make that. Or like, um, I really, I think Discovery was one too, where like I was watching it and I was like, oh, I'm going to make some of those. I've also done like a lot of research. Like I have so many obscure pictures of like Deanna Troy's hair saved on my phone or like, <laughs> I'll like watch an episode and like scream cap it like, aha. Cause you know, her outfits and her hair changed so much through next gen, but I love her. Yeah. And so I'm like, oh yes. So I, I've done that. <laughs> spent hours styling wigs, you know? <laughs> oh, well, that's the like life of a cosplayer. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, no, it was weird. I think uh, towards the end when they're all in the mud bath and then like, uh, Adana's hair is up, like she's got a ton of hair. She's I a mean, lot obviously, it, of hair. but it's like mostly a wig. I'm yeah. guessing. Right. Yeah. So she, she talked about this actually once in, um, in an interview, she was talking about how like she, some of the front part is her hair. And then it would blend into a wig or, and she's like talked a little bit about it, but yeah, it's mm. always weird how they have, apparently Star Trek has like the worst trouble with managing, especially women's hair hair. Like that's yeah. what like, oh Jane my gosh, like Janeway is terrible. Uh, and like <laughs> Kate's talked about it hair. when I saw her at Denver comic con, she actually like talked about her hair briefly. And I was like, it's just weird <laughs> how much like effort they put into like, like just give them normal hair. I don't know why it like they made a bigger deal out of it. Or it's just me. I don't know. I have short hair, so I, I have no idea. <laughs> I actually sometimes feel like with shows, it's more awkward when a girl has their hair the same way every time. Like maybe mm. it's just me, but like my hair was different every day this week. Like it was either in French braids or buns. Or like... Okay. So it's <laughs> a weird, weird Kate Mulgrew question then. During her talk, <laughs> did she say if she, if her and uh, Genevieve Bujol, the original Captain Janeway, if they had to wear the same hairpiece the first oh, season? She didn't tell me that. No, she didn't say she didn't tell anybody that. OK, because if you look at the original, they've leaked all of the like test shooting from the first Captain Janeway. Yeah, yeah. And she her hair and everything looks identical to Are Kate Mulgrew's the first season. Okay, uh, I know what I'm going to be doing <laughs> so, later tonight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you want an obscure cosplay? Yeah, Genevieve Bujol is as Captain Janeway. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody will get it ever. It's niche. Nice. It's well, I oh my god, for the true what, fan. I went to a convention one time, so I had handmade like a mirror universe cosplay, and like mm. I was all excited. I like had you know the correct insi like insignia, like I was excited, cool. and I had somebody like kind of self like deprecatingly towards me be like, "Ugh, you're just trying to make Star Trek sexy," and I was like. No, I'm trying to make a screen accurate science near uniform officer. Like, should have said but, long live the empire and walked away. Yeah, I should have just said like long live the empire and just walked away. <laughs> it's like, no. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, it was sexy in the 60s when they did yeah, it. Yeah, that's, that's the, the whole point. Yeah, exactly. Um, oh, speaking, I don't know, this clicked in my head when they're in the mud bath the first time and they're like bring on the entertainment and that like half naked dancer oh, comes yeah. out and you're like that's the entertainment <laughs> that's the entertainment i know it's like i'm bringing a child here or a small <laughs> child yep that's exactly well, what they want to watch she, he just I'm saw the, he just saw walks on a naked five minutes ago so <laughs> he's like it's fine she's yeah. more than covered <laughs> i guess that's why that whole world i was like what Alexander is growing up a lot in this episode. Really fast. <laughs> yeah, he's seen a lot. 
funny funny enough this this episode was nominated for three emmys i saw that one, for makeup and two of them yeah and i'm like making mm-hmm. up what she was naked half the time <laughs> there's a lot of aliens though there's the guy with like the wraparound yeah, ears was. and the all the hair and everything yeah everybody on the holodeck was all really well done yeah well, yeah oh speaking of her her hair this this bothered me i don't know why she's like normal the entire time and there's that one scene where her hair is like jet white yeah that bothered me too and then and it changed I had, back i actually like rewound a little bit because it was something i guess i hadn't ever noticed and i was like is her hair white and oh, I, like, continuity. Back and I was like Mm-mm-mm. no it was weird because yeah, yeah I, I don't know i actually looked it made me wonder I, yeah i don't know but then i wonder too because they there is a spa on board like can they change their hair that quickly like is that i mean go for it if if you can well realistically no to go from like brown <laughs> to white like that's gonna take multiple rounds of bleach like you're gonna have some oh. yellowing this is oh, the future well, yeah in, this but is wait the future. though wait though in one of those scenes in the barber shop with mr mott somebody i wish i could remember who was sitting in the chair but it showed the background and they it showed some hair. lady with like a big like beehive looking do and they just had this tool looking thing and they went up her hair and it changed colors. It went from like white to like a golden blonde or something. So See, maybe you can do it then. You know, but going know. from darker, from lighter to darker is a lot easier. Like I, <laughs> <laughs> I can do that in an afternoon too. The other way. We can beam from ship to planet in instance, but we can't change hair color any easier than we can okay, now. Okay, fine. That's, that's <laughs> it is the future, like hypothetically. <laughs> right. <laughs> future science. This is where it's at. Science. They invested a lot into hairstyles, and then everybody wears their hair the exact same way. Same way, yeah. Most of the time. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, there's a lot going on in this one, but like in a fun way. I, I think I definitely appreciated this episode a lot more now uh, than I did, you know, 20 years ago when I watched it. Oh yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Um what else goes on in this? That's about it. I mean, it's yeah, she, this guy comes on board, they finally meet and it's like, he's very protocols and you like, he has a guy that just handles protocols and you can't talk to him. And then she has to like refer to him as by ambassador or whatever his name is. Yeah. Minister Compio. Yeah. Very formal, which is like, that's not who she is at all. It's like, and it's like, it, I think it ties back to the whole, like why well, I, I need to find someone. So I'm kind of settling a bit, but that's not, that's not her. Absolutely. I mean, not even just her, but someone you're marrying to refer to them by their formal title at all times. Like, it, well, until they're intimate. Right. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> hey, now. Maybe. <laughs> Unle- hey, unless that's what he likes. Who knows? Right. <laughs> um, I like whenever anyone on the ship goes into like to the Jeffrey Stubes and they're going to do some work, they change into like these tan overalls Dude, the, the coveralls yeah. yeah i'm like why are you cha- you don't get dirty <laughs> it's literally the cleanest part of the ship that they're crawling through yeah i just love that the jeffrey shoes like exist like that they would take you know these essential functions and like put them into these areas that you can only get through through tunnels like i just <laughs> i just like the whole concept of them it's how they we keep our just... open we like our open floor plan though so we have to double that yeah i just think it's funny else. <laughs> it's and the fact that they have to go just like traipsing through like tube after tube like dude i would just beam into there <laughs> just like, yeah. right and yeah. then you're there and you know you're not calling through like 30 decks of jeffrey's tubes no but it's it's really convenient because you can hold two people side by side 
as they're crawling through the tubes, they can have a conversation and we can get a nice camera shot of it. So <laughs> that's what it's for. the perfect. It's the perfect width for Jordy and data to go side by side. <laughs> it was built for that. It was um, when I went to the Skirball exhibit, um, they have a bunch of Star Trek stuff there and they actually oh. have like a Jeffrey's tube that you can go crawl through. So of course I went and crawled through it um, and I'm six two. So it's like, you get in there and you're like, this is small. This is not big. <laughs> yeah. But it was definitely, and it, and it was only like, like five feet of tube. Was it an actual set piece or was it a repro? I think it's just a re, uh, a reproduction just oh, so you could okay. go and like experience it. Yeah. Yeah. But it was, I still went in because I had to. Did you fiddle with something? I did. If, if anyone is in the did LA try area, and grab like an, an EPS conduit or something and like maybe. yank it out. Cause that, well, you're supposed to. Yeah. Right. If, if anyone's in the LA area <laughs> and, and I, th- I think the scribble exhibits going through February, Go and check it out. It's definitely worth it because they have like costume pieces and set pieces and kind of like the history of Star Trek and how Star Trek um, affected pop culture and just, you know, life and stuff. So it's fun. Yeah, I spent a lot of money there. <laughs> it's, be- it's because of all the merch. <laughs> it, it was all the merch. It was. Damn it. I know. That's how they get you. It is. Like, oh, it's um, five bucks to get in the door. $50 t-shirt later. Yeah. That's yeah. I bought a couple puzzles, a shirt. It was, it was a lot. So, is that where you got your big ass Star Trek puzzle from? My 3000 piece uh, Star Trek puzzle. Yes, it was. Yes. Oh, okay. um, that sounds fantastic. I it is. It's love amazing. Puzzles. It was a good find. It, I, my daughter and I worked on it off and on for like two months. And it, by the time we done, I was like, I'm just, I'm done. Like I was I just done with it. Didn't you do a TikTok on it when you finished it? I did. Ah, yes. So if you want to see the Star Trek puzzle, go check out Jeff's TikTok at Jeff underscore the underscore nerd. And and you too can see this giant ass puzzle, which Thank is really you, cool. Phil. You're welcome. I, I swear you do more promotion for, for me than you do for anything else. Somebody's got to get your numbers up. Uh, it's, it fine. You. it's fine. Anyway, <laughs> what else happens in the episode? Um, that's kind of it. Yeah. Then she decides yeah, yeah. she doesn't want to get married. She wants to have her customs and she shows up, uh, in true, true, a betazoid fashion, uh, naked to her wedding. Uh, and then the groom runs off cause he's embarrassed. So good for her. Well, so is he embarrassed because she was naked or is he embarrassed because he passed out at seeing her naked or hmm, <laughs> I wonder which was the, hmm, I don't know. All, all, of all the above. above, all the above. All. Um, no, I definitely appreciate her a, a lot more now. I think she's a character I, you know, because like, as you get older, you get sucked into all the bullshit in life. And you're like, no, you need a little bit of that fun and right, be a bit more carefree as as, as much as you can. I'm so, mandating a laughing hour starting immediately. <laughs> just start laughing. <laughs> you should just go up to your to your kids, Anna, and just be like, that's it. It's laughing hour. <laughs> You know, like, honestly, with toddlers, that's like probably pretty doable. <laughs> start <laughs> laughing. They'll be like, mommy's fun. We Mom's just laugh. Silly. <laughs> you have to do it the right way. Ha! <laughs> just ha! Like, what are you doing? Ha! Loud haws. Just walk around the house like that. I like, oh, you're annoying. <laughs> um... Yeah, that ends, and then yeah, Worf and Troy and everyone's in the mud bath, and I think Worf is that's probably about as much fun as he's he will ever have doing that. Here. <laughs> His reaction when he's sitting there, he's just like, Ugh. yeah. 
for just I imagine the, the makeup people are like, no one move, don't get anything on the hair pieces, don't get anything on the on the prosthetics. Absolutely. Don't get them dirty. Sure that's right. what they were doing. That's what I would do. The higher, the fewer. Yeah. yeah, that like what? I don't know. That whole, <laughs> the whole holodeck thing. I was not here for it. Uh, it was yeah. weird. The, they, I don't know. It, they didn't necessarily drag out that last scene too long, but I was like, mm, I could have used a little bit of the eating the ship alive subplot to, if we could have canceled <laughs> out some of this holodeck stuff. Yes. I'm like, mm, not so much. I do think though they nailed the children's like how oftentimes kids will just repeat random things they hear and like this is what i've latched on to this phrase is now mine and mm-hmm. absolutely yeah kids do kids do the weirdest stuff in a good in but well i mean especially in the next episode too which we'll get to but yeah kids are weird <laughs> um did you, did you think it was cute no. when when loxana called him the little warrior or whatever she was like, come on, my little warrior. Uh, I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't so, know. Yeah. so not not so much for you? <laughs> I don't know, but I do laugh every time Lawaxana calls him Mr. Wolf. <laughs> 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 it's, and it's, it's such a simple name. It's Wolf, She's madame. totally doing it yeah. on purpose. <laughs> oh, yeah. 100%. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, and Mr. And Mr. Hom just walking around just randomly. <laughs> Mr. Hom. He's, he is so good. <laughs> Wait, what is awesome. He's know. my favorite. Um, what else happens in this one? No one dies, so we can't add anyone yeah, to the we... kill tracker. Sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> they save the weird alien. They send him back on to an asteroid um, to go eat. What? Well, they call it like a metallic parasite, or, or yeah, not they, a parasite, or is it? Didn't they yeah, say it's parasite? a parasite. They said yeah. parasite. I think they once said virus. No, did they? I think they said parasite. No, they yeah. said parasite. Okay. Over they said and parasite. Over and over. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So then I wonder: is it like Nitrium. a conscious, like sentient being, or is it is it just a parasite? Just, it doesn't care where it goes. Oh, we huh? also have to point out that they use the wheel of writing. Brrr, data saves the ship. <laughs> <laughs> data being an android saves the ship again. Brrr. Everybody well, else passed does. out, so he has to. Yeah. Like every other episode where everybody passes out, Data has to save the ship. <laughs> oh, yeah. They'll just start like sweating uh, profusely. Well, they got no oxygen, apparently. and That's no excuse. That's, that's how it goes. <laughs> data is either the cause or the savior of the sh- of like a disaster most of the time sometimes both yep sometimes both. <laughs> sometimes both <laughs> it is those are the best of course like, oh data gets possessed takes over the ship something bad happens data gets unpossessed and saves the day Yay! yeah that's, that's that's usually how it goes that's that's something all right i think um what else? Uh, let's do this, uh, David. What's your rating? What's your Dave meter rating on this one? Um, I'm gonna give this a six. Oh, I saw the it battle wasn't... in his head going on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> struggling. The good and I mean, the bad so were much, fighting hard. Like you said, there's so much going on. I do like Loxana, especially more in this one because she's less of a caricature of herself of that character that they tend to give her. This gives her a bit more humanity. But yeah. at the same time, I do feel like the writers were sitting in the room and they're like, "Okay, is there anybody else on the show we haven't had meet yet? We got Alexander, <laughs> we got Loxana. Okay, we're gonna mash them together. <laughs> that happens like a mud bath. 
And then we're gonna, like, what could they do together? We'll have them do mud baths and look at jugglers and so on and so forth. So it, it I don't know if it was the best polished writing, but it was okay. So I think I'm going to put that in a solid six on the Davo meter. The writers okay. were just smoking the good stuff. They're <laughs> like, well, why can't we throw it together? <laughs> Putting it all together. You know, as I watch this, her hair changes a lot. Like, it's really red in a couple scenes, and then it's, like, brown, and then it's the white. Like, it changes constantly. I wonder if she's changing it. That makes me think, yeah. like, she's changing it. I don't know. It, it The notes say that her scenes were all filmed over two days. So it's not like she had mm. massive amounts of time. Well, I don't know. Yeah, Apparently, you can do a lot of color changes in an afternoon in your house. So, I don't know. <laughs> you can. Somebody in the lighting wigs. department needs to you be fired. You can do anything with wigs. <laughs> oh, yeah. Exactly. Wig, yeah. <laughs> Bad costuming <laughs> department. Bad. No, I think it's a good wig. thing. I think it shows that maybe she does change it up. But like, she's that's her personality is that she changes it all the time. And it just reflects every that. Every day with whatever she wears, she changes her hair Hell color yeah. a little bit. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, true. Um, what were your your final thoughts on on the on this one, Anna? What was your or when's the last time that that you even watched this episode? I I think this is the first time I've seen it, like probably since I was, was very young. Yeah. Is it not one of your dad's favorites? No, this is a low <laughs> one for sure. I think I think I thinking about it, I probably saw this one maybe when I was in college during just my like. I'm watching watch. everything. Just to go you. through it. Yeah. I I thought it was okay. I didn't. I, I I didn't love this one. I'd probably give it more of like a like a five out of ten. Like I I didn't I didn't think it was bad, but it wasn't one of my favorites. Ooh, I was being gracious. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. No, I I think especially as TNG gets on, yeah, it kind of there's not really terrible episodes, but they're just no. It's like yeah, they're fine. But there's some yeah, that are so good. So I feel yeah. like I can't I can't put this higher because then it would be on par with some ones that I like really love. Mm-hmm. So you've got to. Yeah, no, absolutely. We, yeah, we kind of classify this one as a if it's on, I'm not going to necessarily change the channel or if it's on in the background. But I'm also not going to go hunt it out if I like really want to watch an episode. That's it. Yeah. I'm yeah, yeah. It's a sol- solid like middle. Yeah, middle. Here you go. Yeah, I'm I not going to turn it off and. and oh. So if if Lasana's ah. hair changes ah. with like every outfit, does that make her the ruby rod of Star Trek? <laughs> <laughs> she could pull off a ruby rod. That would be fantastic. <laughs> <Interesting. Yeah. laughs> All right. Um let's do this. Um so Anna, where can because you you put out a lot of great content. Where can people find you on the interwebs? Well, I, um, I copied Will Wheaton with his, so he on Instagram was it's Will Wheaton. So it was like ITS Will Wheaton. So I was like, oh, that's a great way when your name is taken. So I am, it's Anna Margaret everywhere. So ITS Anna Margaret, you can find me. I, I put most things on Instagram just cause I, since I do cosplay and it's such a visual medium, I love Instagram. I also talk about Star Trek on YouTube and I post about Star mostly star Trek and lots of cosplay on Twitter. And so I'm kind of everywhere as it's Anna Margaret. Right on. Yes. And go check it out. Cause like I said, you do some fantastic cosplays, um, star Trek or otherwise. So people need to go find them. They're great. And I think you did a a calendar as well. I did. This was like a big project. I, um, tell us about it. I made a sci-fi pinup calendar so what I did was I took 
um, <laughs> I, I made 12 pinup images. So it was really fun. I, I wanted to like represent some of my favorite, um, sci-fi fandoms, but I didn't want to do any like specific character that exists. There are, there are a few that snuck in there. Like I said, I did gem from Tron, but mm. kind of <laughs> just like more, it could be seen as a generic program as well. But so I picked kind of seven different sci-fi looks and I like put together, I shot them and then laid out and designed this calendar and it was really fun. I had a great time. I was like nervous because it was my first time kind of putting like a, a, a print into the world that, and I was like, yeah. I don't know if people are going to like this, but I think it was pretty, it was fairly well, well received. My physical prints are, uh, my physical calendars are all sold out now, but I have had some requests for a digital calendar. So I'll probably make those available those. Yeah, so people on. can have them, but cool. yeah, no. No, absolutely. And and if there's any way to get, yeah, get out your costume making and cosplay and everything and, you know, get it out there so people can see it. Absolutely. So people, if you're listening to this, go check out her stuff. Absolutely. Uh, well, there's a fantastic, it was actually, I think that uh, there's a fantastic Facebook group that's called like Star Trek shit posting. And so I'm a part of this group and people <laughs> share things. Yep. And so like right when I was like, before I officially I had like just launched my calendar. And so in that group, I like put a few of the images and I'm like, I feel weird about self-promotion, but I love Star Trek and sci-fi. So let me just throw this into the universe. So <laughs> oh, was, don't do it. It was that's, fun. <laughs> right? That's like the best way to get yourself out there. You have to do it, especially when you're doing stuff like that. Absolutely do it. That's right. Right on. Um, well, I think that's it for the episode. Um, thank you so much, Anna, for coming on. This has been a lot yeah. of fun. Yeah, Thanks for and you're, me. you're gonna stick around for the next one, maybe. Hopefully. Oh yeah, yeah. Awesome. Okay, good. We've conned you into it. Haha. Um, I don't know. Any other parting thoughts on this one? Oh, we're good. We're solid. Yeah, we've kicked it. We're good. Yeah, okay. We got it. All right, David, do our spiel. All right. Yeah, check us out at nerdtrekpodcast.com where we have links to all of our social media sites. You can see our smiling faces in the Meet the Nerds section. Uh, you can look into our cold, dead eyes. And then you can go buy some of our shit at Cafe Press and get something with our logo on it. And then whenever you are done taking a mud bath naked with a small boy, then you can go give us a five-star oh rating. Oh, And we'll read that over the air. That's oh. a direction. That took a turn. <laughs> in our cold, dead eyes, apparently. In our cold, wow. dead eyes. <laughs> Uh, I can't top that. Um, thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> we appreciate it. Uh, we will catch you on the next one. Bye, everybody. See ya.